Hello and good morning here at Raider Nation Radio. It's the morning tailgate. Lindsey Brown, Vinny Bonsignor, I'm Clay Baker. We're inside the Finley Cadillac Performance Studios on your Thursday. We'll talk a little Raiders draft at 8 o'clock with Ian Cummings from Pro Football Network. He's the NFL draft analyst there at PFN. We'll also talk to Case Kiefer from the Las Vegas Sun about the Raiders' direction and more during this offseason. 702-365-9200 is the number you can reach us here at the station and Raider Nation Radio, as well as on the text line and on the phones. Our text line brought to you by the Dollar Loan Center and on X at r 920 AM. I don't know when you heard about or read about the shootings that took place yesterday during the Kansas City Chiefs victory parade. I don't know about anyone else, but for me, it's just another painful thing to absorb when it comes to gun violence in this country. And you're left, for me it was, I was just in stunned silence after trying to read it and make sense of it all. And at the same time, because it feels like at the end of the day, the shooting will just be another footnote. And it leaves us to get set up for another shooting tragedy a few weeks or even a few days from now. And I guess we're just kind of left with that question. How do we start making sense of all this? I'm just tired of bad people and irresponsible people um, having too easy access to to guns and, and, you know, Especially the type of guns. I don't know what the what, you know what what they were using. Um, whoever it was, uh, but it just feels like the type of um, weapons that are easily available to people um, and and bad people, frankly, uh, deranged people, whatever. Um, it, it's just too easy for for people to have access to this stuff. Um, I don't agree that we even have to have those types of weapons, and I don't know if one of those types of weapons was involved here. Uh, but when I but typically when you see a mass shooting and then you they, they they roll out you know what type of weapons these people were using you're like why are those even on the street <laughs> you know those are for war those are to create you know mass um, you know destruction in a in a bad situation like war there's no reason why everyday folks should have access to that I'm not mm. sitting here saying that we shouldn't have guns I think that you know uh, uh, there. People should have access to guns, but I think there needs to be a cap on how many guns people uh, have. And I also think that there's a level of weaponry that should not be available to any of us except for the military. That's what they use to go do what they have to do sometimes to you know, protect our freedom and, and, and do what they do. But I don't think everyday folk need, should have access to those types of weapons, and especially if we're not going to uh, create a more responsible way that people – do get access to the to those weapons every time you try to come up with something that's going to say uh, it, that, that's going to make it more difficult for people to to get access to to those types of weapons, whether it's background checks or whatever it is, whatever it is. Nope, you can't do that. Nope, you can't do that. And the 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 irony is that overwhelmingly the people want those more responsible uh, gun laws and gun rules and gun regulations. Uh, but there are people that we vote in to office that, you know, are beholden to certain companies and certain industries, and they're going to make decisions for those industries rather than the good of the people. And that's very frustrating. I love kids. Always have. Connect with them. Very simple. Um, they're pretty uncomplicated. A lot of similar problems, similar um, fears. Uh, I will not be having kids. I'll adopt probably that's if I'm going to take on that responsibility of uh, having another human depend on me, I will not be having kids. 
because this world does not protect them. This country does not protect them. Um, this country does not protect the, the kids in their country. This country does not protect kids in other countries. I'll expand it to adults. I'll expand it to women. I'll expand it to all of it. We all end up being eaten by this eventually. I have no hope in this. I genuinely don't. And that scares me because I think hope is a, it's an important thing to have in everyday life. And thankfully, I'm someone who I understand that everything is temporary, whether that's like the moment on the mountain when I'm hiking and it's a breeze and all that. You, you talked about this yesterday, being present in that moment because I'll be in the office another one soon. I'll be in a hospital for another one soon. Like life happens, life moves on. Um, I, I don't think there's a lot of places where people have access to have those moments to like be joyful or be okay or to share like time and space with people because there's a lot of angry people out there that have been given a green light to do whatever they want, whether that's you can do it with this gun or because the world has wronged you and you're entitled to more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I will not be bringing someone into a world that is built on the exploitation and the domination of certain people's bodies and lives for profit. And this isn't a new thing. I know this is the system that we're born into. What can I do other than try to help people and not put out hate or ill will to the world if I can help it. But that's, that's, that's my burden to be able to not be a, a bad influence on other people. But I'm not shocked that this keeps happening. Nobody does anything that actually has power to do it because, as Vinny said, um, profits over people. Always has been, always will be. Um, this, this whole thing, this experiment is built on, again, bodies. And that's the price that's necessary. And eventually that price gets to all the people that think that they're sheltered from it. I know I have a ton of privilege. Um, and, and those privileges are insured by a system that's built on that exploitation and dominance of certain peoples. I know that inherently I think people are good and want to help others, but I feel like that is a choice that you don't just make every day, every interaction, even with others, with yourself. Um, and usually we find ways to protect one another, but if our self-interest is threatened, those choices are made different. And because most of our self-interests have been pushed to such extremes that a lot of people snap or a lot of people get apathetic, a lot of people get desperate, uh, a lot of people just turn it off. Like, I, 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 I don't have the same fury I did years ago because, like, I grew up in bomb threat era, but not, like, Columbine happened when I was in school, but, like, school shootings weren't the same prevalence. We didn't have the drills, but we had, like, evacuation drills. I could not imagine growing up today and the level of anxiety and, and, and how hopeless I would feel because I feel hopeless and I, I feel like I'm equipped to help myself better than most, even though I, that's probably misguided of me to think too. And so I oscillate between this apathy and then this anger and, and regardless, I know that I don't really have much control over anything besides controlling myself. But I also have a really tough time knowing that people spent like $10,000 on those seats to go to the Super Bowl when people working that are struggling Mm -hmm. to pay their bills, 
get their medication or feed themselves. They have to choose. And that's what we're doing in this world, like this whole thing. We're having to choose. Like, do I feel safe enough to go experience this joy with people? Am I willing to take that risk? Right? Like, these are extreme choices people are being pushed to. And we can't experience really any good without that in the back of our mind. And maybe that's the way it should be because, like, who else in this world has that level of safety that you can say, oh, I don't have to worry about anything. We're safe. Enough people are sacrificing to make sure that we're safe. We got enough bodies on the ground, eyes on it. How many cops were there yesterday? There was FBI agents. I saw the videos. Who tackled those shooters yesterday? Other people, civilians. Ordinary civilians. And I know that's what it takes because guns don't kill people. People kill people. I just know. Guns and people kill people. I just know that if there's a gun in the room, there's a higher likelihood that I'm going to get shot by it. Straight up. Whether they're that. And I know that we can't wipe out the guns. Like, it's an impossible thing. We've gone too far. It's a cancerous concept. But we, we don't do anything. And I don't have anything to give to a system that won't give anything back to me. I go back to the irony of poll after poll after poll uh, proves overwhelmingly that, that, that we want the majority of us, the mm-hmm. vast majority of 90%, us, want I heard. responsible gun laws. All right. And so um, it does it, it does come down to who you vote for, um, who wins, you know, so the apathetic part of uh, and not suggesting that, that that you're in this that you're in this boat. But the apathetic apathetic part of not getting out there and voting or, or our understanding or looking at what people stand for and what people um, are, are saying that they're going to do, what their what you know, what their campaign is based on. And if you if if you keep voting in people that aren't gonna do anything, to, because that's where it comes down to. But there's people that I voted for that that said that they were gonna help and they don't do anything. Well, they they, they greenlight more stuff. I I have no faith in any party in I, any of them. I I I'm, I haven't gotten uh, to to that point because I do feel it's just who's in majority at that particular time. You know, when when we're saying that they're not doing anything, they may be trying to do something, but they're outvoted by. The however many representatives there are, however many senators there are, and who has ultimate control? Who has control of it getting out of certain committees? Who's in charge of that where it gets buried before it even sees the Who's invested the light of in day? what? Yeah. Who's making money off of what? Who's making money off of the wars? Who's making money off of the gun sales? Who's making money off of uh, just not changing anything? Because then if, if, if I have somebody on the other side to blame for the reason why nothing's ever getting done, then technically I have an excuse to never get anything done. And if I never get anything done, then I always have a campaign thing to run on that. I need to stop them. But then time just goes on and term limits are important, obviously. But then there's also drawbacks because then it's two years in and it's another cycle. And again, it's a, a country built on a cycle of abuse. Well, there was the, 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 uh, the other part of it is you know, being able to run on something. When you're when when you're basing your campaign on something that's wrong, you want that something that's wrong to continue to be wrong because you're going to always run on that. That's what you're going to point to. Correct. We got to do something about this, and they're not doing it, but I will. Um, and and you know whether it's the board or whatever it is, a hero needs a but villain. You, but you never, but it never gets fixed because, to be honest with you, they don't want it to really get fixed. Because it's, it's a it's an annual thing that they're able to run on, is that problem over there? We we're you know there was I think there was a bill that you know uh, that that got fairly close um, for for some border patrol some provisions. I don't I didn't look at the exact um, you know uh, dynamics of it all, but but 
a, a group of people said, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to. We're not going to do it. And you, you, you've heard the reports and seen the reports where somebody said, don't just squash it because that's what I'm going to be able to run on in the next presidential Correct. election. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like that's you, just you, idiocracy. You, we're seeing more and more of that. I. Yeah. We're seeing more and more of that where it's like, uh, you know, people are getting, you know, pushed ahead and, and to make the decisions for us based on you know money and access and power. But. You know, the candidates that are preaching the one component that we actually need is humanity and compassion for your fellow man and woman who live next door to you and down the street. I mean, yesterday we did that that topic about, you know, what was your Raiders origin love story? You know, what, you know before Valentine's Day, when, when did you fall in love with this Raider team? When did you have, you know, when was your love tested? And, and everyone had a very personal, subjective view. And a lot of them were those that weren't necessarily born with like Raider fans in their family, but they made a choice to be fans. And many of them at a young age. And I'm thinking about all those children that were shot yesterday and all the people that were involved uh, at the parade. This was your pinnacle of fandom. This was your pinnacle of where it's like no different than those who go to church and see mass shootings or school and grocery stores and are and a part of these uh, tragedies. You know, the, you, you were thinking like, you know, you could almost be buffered by the safety of victory alone as a fan that you would have this one personal day where you could go and and say, yeah, my love story gets enriched by this. And it's all blown out. Yeah, it's, no. it, and then now it's like completely erased. Think about now. What the, how did that origin story now end for hundreds, possibly thousands of people for the Chiefs? Because they'll never forget the tragedy that happened yesterday. Yeah, it, it, I, I feel like it used to be where. um Something would happen, and we would rally together. Like what? Sometimes when I'm at a, a Raider game or, or or at a sporting event, wherever that might be, it's interesting to me because you know, nineteen thousand people at Staples Center come together for the Lakers, you know, and and that one common thing they're unified, you know. And then, but when they leave the arena, they go their separate ways and take their separate beliefs. And, you know, um, whatever it is, and, and now they're back at, you know, shouting at each other and yelling at each other. It takes it – usually it used to take something for us to all be able to forget what party you're with, forget any of that. we got to come together and fix this issue. Forget, you know, leave the, leave the party line, um, you know, uh, outside. Let's come together as Americans, as people, as human beings, and get this thing fixed. I saw that with um, – it, it felt like that started slipping away to me, really, um, during during COVID nineteen, when something came out of the blue. However, it emerged, you know, uh, God's will, whatever it is that you want to call it, that we had to fight and we had to figure out and we had to beat and we had to all make sacrifices in order for that to happen to try to stop the spread of it, to stop it, so that we can get it get it under control. Back in the day, the Spanish flu, we could go on and on um, with, with different things that came about where people rose together, forgot all their politics, forgot all their idiosyncrasies and, and, and whatever it is, and said, we got to do this together as people, not as constituents of a, of a, of a certain party. I, I felt like that's. I feel like that is just slipping away and slipping away, and and I, it, 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 I couldn't believe it when I would see people that were either complaining or not participating the way they should have been participating, and I was like, you know, we've 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 met crossroads so many times in our history, whether it's America or just the world in general, and come together and been able to defeat certain things. 
I don't feel like we're unified like that uh, anymore. There's too many conspiracy theorists. There's too many. How many times did you hear, if you want to talk about it in a sports sense, oh, the games are rigged. The games are scripted. There's always some sort of, there's always somebody out there that truly believes that somebody is out there to get them. And we just never, some of us, not all of us, but some of us just can't accept the fact that stuff happens in life. Your team's not always going to win. Your candidate's not always going to win. And it's not because somebody's rigging it. It's not because somebody's, um, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, puppeteering it from behind the scenes. It's not some deep state. That It's just more people voted for that person than that person. This team beat that team on the field. Were there some bad calls? Yeah, but they probably went both ways. Nobody's scripting this. Nobody's rigging it. It's almost like it. there's a facade just of accept. total control. It's almost like for decades telling everyone that they're the king of their own little castle and their nuclear family and their little lawns and all that stuff and, and competing against your neighbors to have the best stuff has divided us to a point where the only thing we do share is moments of tragedy and things that differentiate us. I because, just, again, we we are the most important person here. This is my place. This is my job. This is my life. My time is the most valuable, and anything else gets in my way. We've traded, we've traded our humanity for convenience and I, product, I, profit. That's what we've done. I, I also think it's just people, we're sick because of it. people have to find somebody to blame all the time. Correct. Because there's know, never any accountability. Why that, would it be? Why would it be my fault? Right. Like, like you know, um, we're always. It cannot be my fault. It has to be somebody else took this from me I'm or entitled to conspired uh, against me. And, and and it doesn't help that there are people out there that are feeding that into people's psyche. You didn't lose. The other side mm-hmm. stole it from you. The, the 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 Chiefs didn't win that game. The referees and the and the commissioner scripted it in a way so that. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift can beat Biden. And it's like, what are we talking about here? Well, well you still have a choice not to believe that. <laughs> well, I know, but no, of course, obviously. Well, like, like first of all, it's not even a choice. It's like common sense. Well, of and course some that's of us, not happening. And, and it's a great thing, that concept of choice, because some of us are so worried about wins being stripped away from us, and some of us are worried about actual rights being stripped away from us. Like, that's the other thing, too, is, like, what are we truly arguing and getting bent out of shape about? Everything. A hundred percent. Everything. A thousand, what are you talking thousand, about? But if we're, if we're bent out of shape about everything, how could I only, how can I stay bent out of shape about the things that truly the, matter about being bent out of shape? The people that are bent out of shape about the games being rigged are also bent out of shape about this, about that, about this, about their lives, about why mm. they're not where they want to be. People are just, not only are they maybe sometimes prone to being like that, but there's also voices now that are all over in their ear, whether it's online, whether it's whatever news they're digesting, whatever it is that are telling them, they're validating them for their feelings that, and, they, and probably planted the seed to begin with yeah. and then watered it and festered and then just let it grow. And uh, for profit, by the way, and all it, those news stations and all that that are feeding you what you want to hear, whatever side you're on, are profiting off of that and really you And for to protect watching. those feelings, Vinny, we are willing to give up lives for it. We are willing to sacrifice lives for it. We are willing so some people can feel safe with, their, with this very specific weapon that it's okay that a kid might get shot up going to school. Cause, and you know what they were worried about all night? Their spelling test. I, I, I want to have eight of this. I want to have this limited edition. Might as well be like a Funko Pop, right? Collect stuff. I collect stuff. 
I, I'm, I want that and, and that freedom to have that. And in exchange, I'm okay with um, certain laws being put in that feed into this particular uh, stock interest. That's okay. That's fine. That's what, that's what we're dealing with. That's what we've always dealt in, right? What's this country built on? What's our history built on? Have we ever been accountable for what we've truly done to create this facade of convenience and freedom and safety? Who's think, safe? I, Who's I truly safe? I think we've been account- I think I think I think we have, and, I, and it disappointment disappoints me that we've gotten away from that so much. We have been accountable. We've 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 rose to the moment. Accountable to who? Well, I mean, our, our ourselves and our freedom, and 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 Who's freedom. Everyone's our free, yeah. Every, yeah. Every, everyone's freedom. Not so, always, so not, I, I have the same freedoms as you do. Um, someone who uh, isn't a part of an indigenous community has the same freedoms I do. I, it's always been obviously, that way. obviously, obviously not right. Uh, yes, but correct. So that's the basis of the whole thing. I'm sorry, Vinny, but that's yeah, but, it. but that's I, what I it feel is. like. I feel like I and I understand there's never it's never been not flawed, there's always been flaws, but generally speaking, um, and and we've tried to do better. There were you know, we fought a war to try to be better. We've we've passed um, civil rights, you know, laws. We've we've self at times we've self corrected. Have we needed to be pried way more than we should have been needed to? Yes, but we've put and every time we've done that, somebody has fought against it too. There are good people that have tried to do good things in order to push this forward in a more positive way, and an understanding. Hey, this is not right. We've got to do so. Women voting. That's not right. We have to do something about that. Um, civil rights. We're 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 doing an, an an injustice, and we've done an injustice to a, a, a large segment of our population. Let's do something right about that. So there are good people that push good things. And it, at every turn, there's always going to be somebody that's fighting against it. So when I say we, you know, obviously there's no collective. Not uh, you don't. You're never going to get a hundred percent of people that are agreeing on that particular thing. You just hope to have enough good people that can push the good things forward, in spite of all the resistance that you're going to get. And I feel like there was there was more, we were more prone and more able to 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 do those things. In the past, there's to me there's a less of a collective effort. And again, I'm not saying all people because I know that 50 percent of the people out there are good people, or more, hopefully more uh, than that, and have good intentions and aren't getting caught up in the conspiracy theories or the um, the blame game of always blaming somebody else for whatever it, whatever their 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 lot in life is. Um, so I don't know, you know, uh, it's never going to be perfect. We all, there's nothing that's going to be perfect. I feel like our freedom is, if you go someplace else in the world, there's, there's places where it's, where freedom is literally, there's no freedom. So I know that we complain, complain sometimes about how it's gone for us, but it's a lot better than other places as well. I, that's a, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow or. At least we're not them, right? Well, we, can go to, I mean, we can go to sleep on that. Well, and I think the, but that's the, true. the next stories are it's almost going to be predictable. The disgusting. the shooters will be put, you know, on trial. Motivations will be sought after. But what we won't know is the stories of the nine children between the ages of six and fifteen who were shot. Yeah, and uh, that's the one we need to think about in order to stop this madness. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll come back and get more thoughts on your side at seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Let's get back to the morning tailgate, the show that's better than an alarm clock to start your day. 
It's the morning tailgate here on Raider Nation Radio. 702-365-9200 is both our text line and phone number. 702-365-9200. We're joined by Ian Cummings, NFL draft analyst from Pro Football Network. At 8 o'clock, we'll talk about the Raiders' needs, the Raiders' wants, and where do his evaluations and assessments stack up for for what the Raiders are looking for in this draft, 702-365-9200. Get your thoughts as well as up on Twitter or X at r 920 am From the phones, Las Vegas with Raiders 66. Good morning, 66. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, what a world What a world we live in, huh? Mm-hmm. It's absolutely crazy. Um, you know, I, I've never owned a gun, um, but I have a lot of friends and my brothers do. There's you know, there's a lot of laws on the books about gun control. There's an arduous process of going through to get a gun, and it's getting uh, more and more difficult to get ammunition. Taking the guns away from people is going to take them away from the people that aren't going to do anything. Because if you've got ill intent, you're going to you're going to find one. Now, it might make it more difficult. Yes, we can maybe cut it down ten percent. This stuff is is We've lost our way as a as a people, as Vinny said. You know, the humanity is is missing somewhere to think that this is acceptable behavior. It's it's absolutely crazy. Now our country is about as close as you can get to unfettered freedom. You can't have that because it would just be total anarchy and craziness. You have to have laws. So maybe a freedom that needs to be infringed upon and another slippery slope is our freedom of anonymity and our cloak of secrecy uh, online and in, in our communications? Because you've got people in chat rooms that plan this stuff. Uh, how many times have has something like this happened and the police say, yeah, this person was on a watch list or, you know, they've done this before or something like that? There, there's, there's ways of finding out before the incident happens. And I understand people don't want to give up that you know, privacy, that freedom of having that, uh, you know, your your emails or whatever sifted through because, unfortunately, with uh, that great power comes great responsibility and a chance of being, uh, you know, just messing things up. So it's a question that I don't know that anybody can answer. And you talk about, you know, yes, go and vote. Elect the people that are going to do something about it, but they just kick the can down the line. Correct. You also, you also vote people in that appoint judges and stuff that do not punish the people correctly for doing what they do. I, you know, if you have a, uh, a strong enough deterrent, maybe that is what you need. I mean, the, the people you go to, they mass shooting. Okay. You know, a couple of years out back at it again, or somebody crosses the border that shouldn't be able to cross the border. Um, you know, you ship them back and then they do it again. There's gotta be uh, more of a deterrent, when the people do this to say, you know, if you do this, you're, you're going to lose your life. Well, uh, you know, Raider 66, you bring up a good yeah. point about deterrent. And, and I think that it's, it feels like um, every time that we read about, you know, these mass shootings and we figure out how these people got these guns, it was easy. Every single time. So when you're talking about a deterrent, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And, you know, you, you look at some of these schools, let's say the, these school shootings. All right. If if you said that bad people will get their hands on the guns, okay, even if there are stronger deterrents, they're going to figure out a way to get guns. My argument to that is, you know, sometimes we see these sixteen-year-old kids that are the ones that are doing this, right? Um, you, you know, uh, at schools. If if they had to literally go 
onto the uh, into the into the the darkest corners to go buy their guns from an illegal gun dealer, which obviously those will still exist. I I think we would cut it down so much because are you really thinking that one of those fifteen year old kids is going to go to that length to be able to to figure out how to actually buy that kind of uh, arsenal? away from the local sporting goods store or gun store, like on the street, on the black market, to me that would be a deterrent. We would be cutting this thing down quite a bit if you forced those people that have those ill will uh, uh, thoughts to have to go to those lengths to buy those types of guns. That's a deterrent to me. And I don't think our our deterrents are, uh, are, are doing the job. We need more deterrents in terms of bad people getting their hands on those guns because I don't think... That fifteen-year-old, whoever that goes to a school and 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 you know kills his classmates, are going to be able to have that access to those types of guns if they have to go out on the black market together. That's very complicated and scary. And where is the starting point for them to even be able to do that? And you you brought up a good point because a lot of times they do say, "Yeah, it was easy to get the gun." Of course. How is that? How is that happening? Because everybody I know that in my mind and it has, has been proven so far in my life has never killed anybody with a gun. Everybody I know has had to jump through so many hoops to get that gun, and now they got to jump through even more hoops. My brother lives in California. Trying to get ammunition in California is, is crazy. So it is so difficult for the law-abiding people that aren't going to use it, and I think, how do the people with ill intentions, how is it so simple for them to get it, and, and how would that change with more laws? That's, well, that's because, my question. Yeah, there's different states have different laws. There are yes. certain yes. there are certain states that that are it literally is that easy to go to be able to go get to, to be able to go get those guns. Yeah, and a lot of times the the states or areas where they have the strictest gun laws seems they have the highest incident of gun violence too. So that's a, a, a you know kind of a contradiction. So it, it's just it's a very complex thing, and I I wish that we had a simple answer. Say you know what, let's do this, and we're going to fix this thing because it it is so ridiculous to have to worry about children getting shot when they just are there to to support their team even though it's the wrong team that's kidding um it's just it, it you shake your head and you go what has this world come to we we basically lost our soul and we need to get back to it reggie the other day the silver and black panther is talking about what wonderful programs he's involved in helping people and then a couple of days later, we have this, where people just want to do bad things. The world's crazy, and uh, maybe this talk show, maybe we can come up with something and fix it. And I do thank you guys for the time. Uh, we pray and uh, just uh, commiserate with the, with the families that have uh, you know, had people that are injured and, and the one that lost their life. Um, Thanks, 66. Thanks, 66. Yeah, we'll send our love and, and our, our best uh, thoughts to them and prayers. And, you know, you think about the the one victim that we know of at, at the moment, Lisa Lopez Galvan, was, you know, somebody who was, you know, not only a wife, but a mother of two children. And she had a, you know, you know, it's just like everyone's life gets affected, but you get to know a little bit more about somebody who who was trying to go on her own and do her own thing as a, you know, as a DJ, a mobile DJ, you know, doing private parties, but also somebody that you know, was part of a, a community radio show that, you know, she was finding joy in, you know, and it's, it was really beautiful, her, the sentiment of her station that, you know, they're, they're, pre, they're creating a fund for her and her family uh, that, that it's like, you know, they, they feel like they really lost somebody in the community. Yeah, uh, they did. Uh, definitely. And uh, our hearts go out um, uh, to, to her and her family. 
uh, and everybody uh, that's been uh, affected uh, by this and dramatized by this and um, and anyone that's 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 had to deal with this and it's 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 too many too many of us are dealing uh, you know with with this with this in their backyard in their front yard for crying out loud and you know t- for Raider 66 when when he was talking about um, some of the stricter gun law states are where some of this is happening well it's easy for people to go across the state to where it's easier you know uh, Illinois is, isn't their gun laws aren't the same as maybe the Wisconsin uh, and I'm not, I'm just throwing that out there but you go across the state line where it is easier and you get your weapons there so it, there's no because we don't have a national type of a thing and each and it is uh, dependent on each state coming up with their own type of laws okay I'll just drive 50 miles to go uh, over the state line to go get my guns if I can't get them as easy as I can in this particular state there's always a way to do that because we we're not unified on this and we don't have a strong national um gun law and and unified gun law uh, rules so and we don't have a strong sense of personal accountability so why would we legislate to that opposite you can't have you have to have that before you can have the other correct you have to have personal accountability well, it's, correct. It's because and, it's, and, and that's why like when people say it's it's not guns it's the people yes and that's why when people say it's the gun and the people yes that's why when people say it's the gun not the people yes it's all yes and and that's where it's there's no one solution but we we think that if it's not a perfect solution it's not worth trying it's not worth exploring uh it's not going to work uh, we're not going to even give it a chance to to try um, and cause 66 is right about these, these chat rooms and they're not these secret chat rooms. This is out in the open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is out in the open. You see how people talk about others. You see how people talk about women. You see how people talk about people with disabilities. You see how people talk about other people and it'll tell you exactly their level the of respect for humanity. Conspiracy it's not about deep state no, conspiracy no, no. theories you, right now, but I'm talking about people you, and, and whether or not they respect their fellow other person. But, but and I don't think I, they I, do. I hear what you're saying, but you go into some of these chat rooms and that's what you see. You see there's there's this deep state that we have to be protected from and and destroy uh, and there's these conspiracy theories that are that are that are uh, you know that are on ESPN platforms. It's not in the chat rooms. It's out here in the open. We are selling it. We're selling it. We're complicit in it. All of us are. And that's the other thing. It's like it it, I, it is my problem. It is my problem. I don't do. I I don't live my life to the greatest degree of being a complete moral beacon. And how could I? But I know that I can do better. So why not strive to be better? We, we, we think it's, it has to be this. It has to be this. And it, almost always we're skirting off the responsibility of trying to do something to someone else or something else that I don't have any control of. It's, there's, I don't watch Fargo, but there's some quote that I saw from this season where John Hamm was being talked to by someone. And they said, you're, you're asking for all the power and no responsibility. Who has that? And he says, the president. And the woman laughs at him and says, a baby. You're, you're fighting for, a priv- for privileges of a baby. That's have, what we expect. Because that, that doesn't exist. Yeah, and you also have to follow the money on who, camp- who, who uh, funds campaigns of people that end up getting in office. And who are those people beholden to? And who are those people going to... Uh, work the rules in favor of obviously it's going to be the people that got them into the office and funded their campaigns and I think that we should start looking at that as well on who's allowed to contribute to campaigns and maybe maybe we shouldn't even have that where people get bought off our politicians get bought off 
by self-interest groups. And they're, what are they going to do when they get in office? They're going to protect the people that help get them into office. It's common sense that that happens, and it happens over and over and over again. So we can have 90% of our population that wants stricter gun rules, but if 150 people that are elected into office are bought, basically bought off by the groups that we're trying to fight against and reform, they're not going to do it because who are they answering to? They're not answering to people. They're answering to the people that gave them the money to help get them elected. It's almost to like begin reform with. isn't achievable, and maybe it's who we vote ra- for. Something more radical is going to be necessary. On the other side, we'll take some more thoughts on the text line. We got some great thoughts coming in at seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Brought to you by the Dollar Loan Center. Don't be broke. Doc. Thanks for joining us here on Raider Nation Radio. It's the morning tailgate here. Lindsey Brown, Vinnie Bonsignor, Clay Baker. 702-365-9200. Thanks for sending uh, your thoughts and observations on the text line. Brought to you by the Dollar Loan Center. We'll talk to Ian Cummings coming up in a few minutes from Pro Football Network. A draft analyst on the NFL. We'll go over the draft, the Raiders needs, the Raiders wants, and who he thinks in his assessment of both quarterbacks and offensive linemen. All that. We'll get into that at 8 o'clock with Ian from the text line, 702-365-9200. Raider J in Monterey sends these thoughts. I'm going to have to read this in Raider J's voice to Lindsay. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> I don't know how Raider J sounds, but I have a feeling it's pretty cool. Uh, Raider J in Monterey hears you, Lindsay, but we have to keep trying. What else can we do? He says, I've been in real gunfights and I've lost friends to protect these twisted pukes who abuse that freedom, but we cannot quit. We can't quit. Keep your head on a swivel. Stay down and ready, as we say in volleyball, and do what we can do. We can't quit. Those of us who can have to keep pushing to get through it wasn't a couple years ago that the salinas valley was the murder capital of our country regarding teen on teen gun violence get a group bear hug from clay and vicenzo and raider jay in spirit i'm a daddy and i would hug you tight so just breathe deep get down and ready because if we don't fight this thing with your platform and me with mine who will each one reach one semper raiders always loyal yeah yeah things have worked in the past we were talking in the break about the uh, assault on um you know, uh, assault weapons that was put in place, I think, in 1993. And it was a bipartisan bill. Um, you know, Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, and I want to say uh, uh, Carter was part of that. Uh, and, and there was an assault, on, I mean, a, a, a ban on the, the manufacturing and selling of certain, um, you know, assault weapons. And things were working. <laughs> things changed for the better. And uh, few, we, there were there were fewer of these mass type killings, and uh, a lot of the statistics show that it was working. And then in two thousand and four, uh, what was that? That was Bush was in charge in two thousand and four, correct? You know, mm-hmm. so and I think it was a Republican. Whatever, you know, I, I don't want to get all political, but whoever was in charge at that point, you everyone can go look it up to see who was who controlled uh, the House and the Senate at that particular time. Um, it expired, and it was never re-upped. And to be quite frank. Ever since that point, it started going sliding in the wrong direction again. So uh, we've had times and moments where things were put in place that were helping, and and it shows that things can we we, we can make progress on this, and and we can put a dent into this, and we can uh, effectively affect some sort of change. Uh, it, 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 sometimes it does go back to who exactly is in power at that particular time. Uh, and how much are they motivated to do the right thing and to uh, honestly listen to the people, the vast majority of the people, poll after poll after poll, shows that we want more stringent gun laws. And and that was a, 
a perfect example of a stringent law, uh, gun law coming into place and uh, affecting positive change. And for whatever reason, we could probably guess on what that was. Uh, it was allowed to expire, and um, we're, we're, we're honestly seeing the result ever since. It's almost like democracy has to be fought for at every single turn. Because that's it. Th- you get lazy. You get lazy or you get paid off to, to let things go and you focus mm-hmm. your energy elsewhere. And there's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many emotional arousal cycles you can go through before you're exhausted. And that's why arguing over who's the goatiest of goats of all time, uh, it, I think, is a, a huge waste of energy for a lot of us. Because we should be saving it for this fight that we constantly have to have. And I understand that merit of that uh, and, and, and the necessity of it. What I'm sick of is the people that live with the costs of all these decisions, whether that's with with lives, with limbs, with freedoms, with rights, that they're the ones that you need to save yourself. How about you guys stop creating situations in which we have to save ourselves from? Or how about you guys help out a little bit more so we're not the ones doing all the work and taking the entire burden? That's kids can't because right. kids can't vote. And you know what? They're trying to raise the voting age and we can look up all the reasons why we think that is. I know exactly why that is. And you do, too, because we don't we don't have control. We don't get what, what we want. There is no want anymore. This is due. You go. There's no other choice. Where am I going to escape to? Where, where am I going to go? Am I move, if I move out of this country that a lot of people don't have the privilege to be able to do, like, what does that do? Where am I going to go? And that's where my brain's like, well, if I if if my whole body, mind, spirit is telling me that I need to escape this situation is an unsafe situation and mm-hmm. there's no other safe situation, then what is there? And that's where ideation starts in. Like, what's the point? What's the point? I'd rather just sleep. I'd rather just sleep. I, I, we have to keep going to the parades. I won't. I won't. They're gonna have to I'm be, not going to spend my money. What ultimately is going to happen is that they're going to I don't have be, any money to spend anyway, so I'm just going to sit here and rot those and try are, to do my best until things decide to turn themselves around or some people decide to be responsible. Or we will destroy ourselves, which is where my money's on because we're already doing a hell of a job anyway. What, what's going to happen is those things are going to be moved indoors. You're going to have to go through major security to get into these types of events. That'll be how they fix that. No, <laughs> that'll we'll be just how stream they it, deal. and then we'll charge you so you can watch. That, that'll we'll still be get how our money. It'll be put <laughs> it'll be into a, you know MB, instead of parades, they'll be they'll be right at Staples Center or wherever it is, the Boston Garden, wherever it is, and and that's what the answer will be. Rather than um, Let's really try to figure this thing out. Let's 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 try to make sure that these types of weapons don't get in the hands of regular people. We don't need them. I don't care what uh, justification, what argument you're making to fight the deep state that's going to come get you at some point. The boogeyman. They're not coming for you. They don't care about you. They don't care about you enough to want to just come raid your house for no apparent reason. Stop it. It's nonsense. We'll turn our attention to the draft and the Raiders with Ian Cummings, who comes up next, NFL draft analyst at Pro Football Network. The morning tailgate rules on until the second hour. Back after this. 